I'm Kevin Bachman. On this episode of Background Check Radio, I'll discuss why if you're caught in a storm out at sea, your KPIs are the compass that'll let you steer your business back toward shore. Stick around. Today's day three of my 10-part series, how will the screening talent acquisition and recruiting space change in the coming months, and how can you capitalize on it? Today, we're talking about KPIs, which is probably my favorite topic in screening. Key performance indicators, some will use that term, others say metrics. While our vernacular may be a little different, there's one concept that's, that's universal. It's the numbers that enable us to understand and manage our business. I've done some on-site training sessions breaking down or installing KPIs, and I always jokingly tell my clients I slept outside the office the, the night before because I couldn't, get, I couldn't wait to get started. You uh, may have heard me talk at PBSA or on the podcast or LinkedIn articles about how no two screening companies are the same. They, they really aren't. We're all selling a two-word phrase, background checks, but there are differences amongst all screeners in product, scope, depth, source. The, the same goes for KPIs. KPIs can be the same, but tell two drastically different stories. That's why I always take averages or the suggestion that there are definitely tried and true benchmarks in our industry. I, I, I take that with a grain of salt. Here's a quick example. Let's say two shops have the same turnaround time. You'd think their performance is equal, right? It's understandable. But what if I said one shop did county criminal work in Iowa, the other shop in New Hampshire? Shop screening in Iowa sure has its work cut out for it, right? Um, another quick one, researcher costs. If you do most of your work in West Virginia and you're at 350 a county, you're cleaning up. That's a great margin. If you're in metropolitan areas of Texas, that's pretty bad. You could be losing business or or seeing much smaller profits because of it. So it it all comes down to determining where you should be and where the data says you are. Most companies, and this holds true whether you're a screener, a data provider, or a cotton sock manufacturer, most companies manage against where they are or where they were, not where they should be. Well, why doesn't anyone manage against that? Because that suggestion's a lot harder. It's a deeper analysis. It's knowing the difference between West Virginia and Texas and what percent of our businesses is there and what percent of our business is here. It's, it's not a surface level look or pull of an aggregated number from our system. It's, it's competitive intelligence. It's an internal operational review to identify, isolate, remediate inefficiencies. It's, it's really knowing that the same number for two shops can be great or it can be awful. But it's that process which is ultimately the path to victory. You'll, you'll pick up some wins for sure if you listen to this and think it's a great idea and you go create some metrics that you previously didn't. You'll, you'll pick up some wins there. And you'll pick up more wins over time by reviewing performance on the basis of past performance inside your company. But I, I think that gets you to about 50% of what's possible. The other 50% is the harder stuff I mentioned. But it's that 50% where I think the money really flows. The profit accrues disproportionately to the expense. That's where you get a lot of bang for your buck. But it's really hard. It's why a lot don't do it. So why am I spending so much time talking about it then? Well, 
It's because I'm thinking of metrics relative to the current business opportunity, economic conditions, and the near-term revenue forecasts for companies in our space. And none of that looks pretty. You know, we can't control a virus. We can't control a state that tells us to stay at home. We can't control what happens if a state says, come out, come out wherever you are, if we're not ready for it. But we can control how we identify and evaluate A, the state of our business, and B, an honest assessment of our success running the business. Because like I've said on previous episodes, 4% unemployment hides a lot of warts inside our business. We need to do this now because this we can control. And we do have near total control of what we allow, what we enable inside of our business. And it's, it's close to the ground. It's not abstract, it's impactful and it's meaningful. It's not about blockchain or whether we have 10 integration partnerships but need 15. And those are all really good things and we should consider and we should tackle that. But I think the future, at, at, at least in the near term, the future opportunity, the near term opportunity is, is this, a better understanding of your business is a very meaningful step you can take right now and it can immediately put money in your pocket. Here's a here's a example of where the commitment to organizationally improving through KPIs has a demonstrably positive impact on a business. It's about, oh, let's say um, we get a client complaint. Why are our turnaround time complaints up? And, and that's the question we ask ourselves internally. A few companies complaining about turnaround time, maybe one in particular. So well, who are they from? What's the percentage change month over month for the last six months? And at, at this point, most, most shops don't know that. But let's say you can tell who they're from. And you can tell what the change has been over the last few months. And we find out they're mostly verifications clients. And some shops will now stop at that point making the solution something like, oh, okay, well, enterprise client ABC, you're complaining about verifications. I understand verifications take a long time, yada, yada. Well, the smarter metric-driven shop would look at something like, why are verifications taking so long? The answer might be, well, the client asked that we call every other day for a week. Well, okay, well, what's our success rate? Oh, it's 70%. Wait, what? Doing what that client asked us to do could cost us that client because 70% is not a really good number. And, and at the end of the day, the client doesn't care about the process. They care about the results. So you know, when, when you dig in and, and, and you learn or you know that most other shops might call every day for a shorter period of time, but their success rate's closer to 90. Okay, now, we're, now we know things. Now we're learning things. Is, is it the process? Is it our script? Is it the training of our staff? Whatever it is, let's dive in and fix it by letting data and our commitment to measuring be our guide. And, and then we swim toward where we should be, not where we are. And what I just described, that's a lot deeper than most shops go. And, and I tell you, and I'm not judging, but a shallow investigative process, it, it doesn't serve us well, especially in an industry full of investigators uh, from a financial perspective. And, and here's my point. Think about back in the day, back when we could fly to places and stuff. Uh, an enterprise client has a problem, doesn't get fixed, or it doesn't get fixed fast enough because we don't go through that process I just described. The client gives up, they give notice, they start talking to other vendors, they're planning an integration with them. 
But then all of our executives start jumping on planes to go meet that client in person. That's five grand right there with a slim to none chance that client comes back. The process I previously described cost 500 bucks in time. It was fixed in a few hours. It never rose to the level of a brush fire, let alone a three alarm blaze. Happened on a random Tuesday afternoon and was forgotten about a week later. You know, vic- victory is the same as not losing. That, that's success too. You know, I, I've tracked numbers my whole life and I, I have over 100 KPIs that I've used in this industry. And, and I've typically gotten feedback like, ah, is this really necessary? Or we don't really need all that. Or it's too hard to get that out of my system. It's, you know, it, it's less about the data and more about the decisions. So I, I say this not to be preachy or boastful. I, I say it because I am positive of the financial impact this makes. Do I have too many KPIs that I think of and use? Yep, I bet I do. But because I have too many, I'm pretty sure I also have the ones that matter. So a lot of it is just about the way you think. My my last point on this, I'm always interested in the business intelligence tools inside the operating system uh, a shop is using. Some systems that don't look like much have some really powerful tools. Some systems might wow and dazzle, but it's pretty cumbersome to collect even really basic metrics. And homegrown shops can do whatever they want with their software, but if if you're removed from that mindshare ecosystem that comes from being on a platform provider, do you have a culture of, of thought? Do you have that culture of managing and measuring to build those reporting tools into your software? The answers to these questions are all invariably yes and and no. I just described hundreds of CRAs in those hypotheticals. Some can, some can't, some want to but can't, some can but don't. It, it runs the gamut. But I, I will say as an outside consultant who sees a lot of different systems and a lot of different shops, there's really not a strong culture of measuring and managing in our space. We're a lot better at background checking than we are at looking, exploring, obtaining the data that helps us review and run a business. And again, I think rectifying that is one of the biggest opportunities we have right now. There's so much potential and so much profit in creating and using business intelligence tools to better understand the state of your business and what it can become. Thank you for listening to this episode of Background Check Radio. Please listen and subscribe on iTunes to hear more. I have a number of episodes up I feel are really relevant and timely for what we're going through today, whether you're a CRA, a data provider, a platform, or, or an end user. Feel free to message me on LinkedIn or via email at kevin at cradoctor.com. Whether you've recently been let go, you're looking for new opportunities, or you're a business owner or leader who wants to determine which path is right for you, I'm here to help. After all, the only way out is through. I'm Kevin Bachman. Have a great day.